thought we'd talk about low maintenance gardening. It's that phrase we all hear. And as a garden designer, when you talk to clients or they come back and email me with their wish list, very often there is stuffed at the bottom or stuffed at the top, the little words saying, please, can it be a low maintenance garden? So what is one? So I thought I'd just give you a quick rundown about how I go about working out what would constitute a low maintenance garden for a customer or what actually, and, and, and then ultimately, you know, how you can actually work out how to create one for yourself. Let's actually sort of debunk a myth to start off with. Low maintenance gardens are a real misnomer anyway. It doesn't mean no maintenance. Gardens are always going to have maintenance. But what a low maintenance garden actually is, it's a garden that minimizes the chores, the, the stuff you don't like doing. And we try and only include the chores that you don't mind doing. The best way if you have a garden and you want to actually start creating a garden for yourself is actually to start with a pen and a piece of paper and writing down things that you think that you really, really don't mind doing and actually the things that you really, really, really dislike doing because those are the things that we need to get a grip of and understand how to eliminate from our design so that we can create the low maintenance garden that you want. All of these podcasts that I make, you know, are backed up by pictures and images and pages on our website. So you can find you can find details of this particular podcast on our website, plantplots.com forward slash what is a low maintenance garden. Basically, once we've got our list, it might be very general things like you hate sweeping up leaves, you hate cleaning green mold off chairs or you hate pruning roses or you really can't stand bending down to keep picking up weeds or sweeping but you do like deadheading flowers and you like sitting under the tree in the corner or sunbathing at the end of the garden so once you've got some ideas of things this is the sort of the steering path that we need to to pay attention to and then what we need to actually understand is actually what are those jobs in the garden that are always going to create work because whenever we look at gardens and you walk around gardens and you may go to flower shows and various things like this you know everything that we see looks absolutely fabulous doesn't it? i mean it looks incredible or you pick up a magazine and you look in a book and there's all these pictures and we sit there going oh it's just so nice i wish i could have that but what we've actually got to understand is how much work those those elements create there are a large number of, of elements of any garden that will create work and create chores. So again, the list is on the web on the web page, but we'll try and run through things. High maintenance stuff, okay, that I would class. Lawns, okay, especially if you want weed-free, stripy green, nice flat lawns. You're going to have to put a lot of time and effort into, into your grass. Vegetables. Now, I know vegetable gardening is is very popular and indeed it should be very popular. But if you want to grow vegetables, then vegetables take up a lot of time. OK, they take up watering, they take up looking after. So if you know what you're getting into, that's fine. But if you're just saying I want to minimize the amount of work in the garden because I don't have time, then avoid vegetables. Pots, having plants in pots. There are plants that are quite happy in conditions of drought, but many of the plants that you buy in the garden centres like a lot of attention. 
unless you've got an automatic watering system in place that feeds and, and monitors the plants and keeps them looking healthy, that's going to create extra work. Other things like pergolas and topiary uh, will also add to your list of chores to do. Obviously, topiary looks great when it's really, really clipped. Don't I know it? I have a large topiary leopard in my garden, which I love. It's called Ingwei, and she sits on a on a myrtle hedge uh, watching over the garden. And she's now about seven foot long, so it's a pretty big, large Ingwei. But Ingwei does need regular trimming, and it can take me, you know, three or four hours. But once it's done, it looks fabulous. Trees, fruit trees, they're again things that will create an awful lot of, of, of work for you, especially fruit trees. Fruit trees need looking after from and preventing bugs attacking them, and you might need to protect them from the frost because that will then destroy the pollinating. You won't get any fruit, and you've got to tie them up, and you've got to clip them. So anyway, all of those sorts of things. So if you want to avoid them, don't have those kinds of trees. And then lastly, there's things that you might not sit there and think so much about. Ponds, for example. A pond actually can create quite a lot of work for you especially trying to remove duckweed, unless you want a very naturalistic looking pond. And then you've got other sort of landscape and landscaping materials. Shingle, again, it's a very cheap and coverall solution for absolutely everything. But if you've got shingle in certain places and it's you, you have leaf drop on shingle and this sort of thing, you can have a, quite a lot of time keeping it all cleared up and keeping it looking nice. Again, once you've worked out your, your list of things that you like and you dislike to, you need to actually sort of understand what elements of the garden are going to cause you a lot of work. And then let's see if we can design those out a little. Creating a low maintenance garden is, as I've just sort of explained, it's about minimising the chores you don't like doing. It's about getting rid of those elements in the garden that are going to create unnecessary work for you. It's about thinking about the materials that you're going to put into your garden and whether where you're putting them is appropriate or whether you are going to create additional work by putting them there. So it's about just asking questions. And if in any garden design, before you even pick up a spade, before you do absolutely anything, you sit there and solve the potential problems that might occur, you will automatically lower the maintenance of the garden in the future. Obviously, everything, again, it's on, it's on the website. There's, there's a lot more information on there that you can have a look at. It's plantplots.com. Um, or by all means, if you've got any queries, email me, rachel at plantplots.com. I'd be more than happy to help.